is in the know for Thursday, September 16th, the 259th day of 2021. There are 106 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, and the hashtag is In the Know coming up today. We'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Froggy morning to start. We'll tell you about that. SpaceX with a big launch yesterday. We'll talk about that. And uh, also, uh, this. Uh, latest episode of Ted Lasso left a big impression upon me. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. It was definitely froggy this morning. Yeah, it was a lot. there was a lot of frog. Um, what is the most important meal of the day? For me? Uh, no, not for you. Okay. What, what should be the most important meal of the day? Breakfast. Breakfast should be the most important meal of the day. Uh, if you skipped breakfast this morning, that's a big mistake. It really is the most important meal of the day. Breakfast regulates your appetite for the whole day, so skipping it makes you eat more later in the day, setting you up for weight gain, and that is problematic as well so uh you should eat breakfast you shouldn't skip i know but i always skip um well you should you should change that habit i i'm surprised you did not say the most important meal of the day for you is the spoon of peanut butter at 2 a.m is that the most important? Uh, then there's that. Yeah, he's the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fine. I... I'm kind of commiserating with you today. The Yankees have fallen on hard times, you know, although we can, the last two uh, days they've been okay. Happy what is wrong about? with the Reds? We've got, you know, the Bengals are 1-0. How can Kentucky you go to Pittsburgh and do that nonsense? And, you know, the Cougars are playing tomorrow night, and we've got all kinds of great things to talk about Listen, in the world. I got to go to Great American Ballpark a couple of weeks I'm gonna ago. I'm going to be there on a, Saturday. You are? I had a great experience when I went, and I thought, hey, this is really something, and then the Reds have just kind of turned into the Reds. So no, they just—they have two really key injuries. Mm-hmm. So two of their three starting outfielders have been are hurt right now, and that just—they just can't overcome it right now. Okay. Well, in the words of the great Melania Trump, "Be best." Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need the Reds to. No, no listen. Let's, be let's best. Oh, one sec. Listen, Mister Twenty uh, Games Back. Uh, okay, yeah. At least. Okay. Well, 
Uh, the Yankees got all the good Cubs. So, uh, foggy morning. Well, <laughs> foggy morning today. Your definition uh, of good. The, the official... The official uh, fog warning uh, has expired in the last few minutes, but uh, certain areas. The ones that saw the most rain yesterday had the most fog this morning. That's kind of how it works. We're going to see our rain chances be low through the weekend, but anytime, anything that does pop up is going to be heavy. So if you get one of those pop-up showers, you can expect it to be uh, kind of heavy for a few minutes. You can expect that. As a uh, stronger cold front next week will increase the thunderstorm coverage and perhaps bring some cooler air into the area. So it looks like if you get into the middle of next week when fall begins, we might see see uh, highs for at least a couple of days in the 70s, and we may not get to, too far above 79 uh, today. So it looks like it's going to be a it's gonna Another be pretty nice good day. good Cougar football night tomorrow. Too. Yeah, it will be. A high of 84 today. It's going to be cloudy. I mean, we'll have more sun as the day goes along. I know it looks like it's going to rain, but there's only a 1 in 10 chance of rain today. Partly cloudy, 68 tonight. Partly cloudy and 87 for the morrow is what you can expect. Uh, many of you, maybe um, I certainly was, watching the SpaceX launch last night from Cape Canaveral, Florida. The first fully civilian SpaceX flight has been launched. And it's the first private flight streaked into orbit last night with two contest winners, a healthcare worker, and a rich benefactor. And it's the most ambitious leap yet into space tourism. They are not going to the International Space Station, which would be like the equivalent of Disney World if you were in space tourism. You know, but they're just going. Do they have uh, rides and everything? They're going to orbit. Yes, yeah, sure they do. Uh, they're going to have. They have cornhole. And do they have they, churros? They, they do have churros. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's shaped like a Mickey head, the entire space station. They've, uh, they've remodeled it. But these folks are going to be. Orbiting the Earth, it's about a three-day trip. Now, I would hope that I would remain with the same enthusiasm or excitement for three days if I were a tourist on this. But that Dragon capsule, you know, it, it's it's more roomy than what some of the Apollo and the Mercuries were. But unless I have a tag, like, what are they doing? I, I only want to ride... The rock and roller coaster at Disney's Hollywood Studios, maybe four or five times, and I could ride it for an hour. But after that, I'm thinking, all right, I'm okay. Let's get off this thing and go get a churro. But how are they just going to sit there and orbit the Earth? Would that be fun, orbiting the Earth for three days? It's not like you're going to see any, like, landmarks or, you know, when you go on a long road trip, at least you can see, oh, look, there's, there's a gas station. Once you've gone around <laughs> the Earth one time, or okay, Three or four times. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could see, I mean. I guess for me, like, how much Netflix can I download <laughs> right. before? Yeah, do they, is there, con I mean, you know they've got a data link. Obviously, they've got good communication. And here's what's different. This is a private flight, so it's not being streamed live. Where I mean, we're getting some photography back, but we're not like the, the other SpaceX missions that were, have NASA people on board. These are not available to the public. It's a private flight. So is it like a club? Like, uh, are there, do they have a, like a, a bar set up and do they have like people bringing them food? I don't think so. Do they so. have to have a special like astronaut food, alcohol kind <laughs> I, of thing? They train for six months to figure out <laughs> how to just go around in a circle around the earth for three days. Yeah. 
I don't like being on a plane for eight hours. Sure, so. I mean you're being you being captive for that period of time. So I'm just, I, is it a little too long? For me, they could shorten it to a day and a half. I'd be like, well, that was fun. Let's go. Yeah, me too. Let's go again sometime, but not but three days. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Uh, other big national news going on yesterday. Of course, the uh, the big book that dropped out that uh, everybody's talking about, about chain of command and who's in charge of the uh, nuclear weapons and, and who's entitled to speak to who. And I think Millie is the so joint chiefs and all that stuff. We'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. It sound, sounds kind of treasonous to me, um, but... You know there will be some hearings in Congress about the book and about the closing days of the Trump presidency and what the military thought um, they were responsible for doing. Also in Congress yesterday, though, uh, some of them were hearing testimony from some very famous uh, famous gymnasts, uh, Olympic and other uh, silver, bronze medalists, very successful gymnasts who were testifying that the FBI turned a blind eye to their reports of abuse at the hands of U.S. Uh, Team USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser. It's, uh, of course, a very famous case in that, but spent a lot of time, a lot of hours with emotional testimony yesterday. Simone Biles told the Senate Judiciary Committee that enough is enough, and she and three other U.S. gymnasts spoke in stark emotional terms about the lasting toll Nasser's crimes have taken on their lives. We saw his trial. Many of them spoke, but there were four, uh, four designated yesterday to speak in front of Congress, to which they apologized, uh, I mean, that's really all they can do and vowed to uh, get to the bottom of it with all the might and power that they have. COVID-19, obviously, still um, and a banner headline of things happening in our world. Yesterday, the fourth highest daily total reported by the state of Kentucky. Governor Bashir reported 5,398 cases yesterday, 49 new deaths. Uh, from the hospital census at the moment, is 2,493 people hospitalized. That's down 21. 648 patients in ICU. That's down 18. But patients on ventilators rose from 428 on Tuesday to 436 yesterday. Grayson County's rate uh, reported uh, 23. According to the KDPH, uh, Grayson County had 23 yesterday. And our incident, uh, incident rate from Tuesday's 156 is to 162.7, which is the highest rate of occurrence in uh, western Kentucky and the highest, uh, 11th highest in the state is what Grayson County is at the moment. If you look at the COVID map, though, there are eight counties, by the way, daily totals, eight counties yesterday who had over 100 new cases. Hardin is one of those at 202. Warren, one of those at 200. And 33, some nearby counties. If you look at the COVID map, though, Clinton County is the lone orange uh, county. And they're not, you would think their number is so low they could be in the yellow, but they're still in the orange. But Clinton County is at 15.4. That that is some, that has to be an anomaly of some kind. Or something is going What's on going there where, there? like, they've collectively said, nobody go get tested. Just get away from one another, but nobody get tested so that our numbers don't, you know. So I'm not saying there's not COVID in Clinton County. It's just that it's not being either, it's not being detected. And that's, but that's weird to me. Even Ballard County is what, 11.7? No, it can't be 11.7 and still be in the 41. red. 41. So you look around the state, there's not even anything close to 15.4. Carlisle's 15. 33. 4. Yeah. So, but but those counties, I mean, 
Are there 33 people that live in Carlisle County? Barely, but I mean, you know that they, I mean, it has to be there. I would understand if they were in the 60s or the 40s or even the 30s, but how do you get a 15.4 when everything else is just red as the University of Louisville? I don't, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, also, to report to you today, there are many of uh, many people who are have opted. Well, I'll go the monoclonal antibody route instead of going vaccination route because I think it might be safer in some way. But that's going to be a difficult choice going forward because um, Governor Bashir said the federal go- government announced a change in the way monoclonal antibody treatments will be distributed among the states due to supply shortages and extraordinary demand across the country. Clearly, people are uh, opting for this, uh, rolling the dice, though, and, and choosing this instead of becoming vaccinated to the point that supplies are being depleted. Healthcare providers will no longer be able to order the treatments directly. Instead, state governments will supervise the distribution of a capped number of treatments delivered to them each week. So, more akin to the way that vaccines were available when they first rolled out, but also more akin to how tests were available when they first became available. Now the run on monoclonal antibodies is forcing rationing of the distribution of that. So just, I I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't bet all my chips on your ability to get monoclonal antibody if you were to become ill with COVID-19. So maybe that forces some people back to exploring vaccine a little more closely. And I had an idea this morning. Um, I, clearly, if, you've, if you think I'm masquerading as a vaccine expert, I'm not uh, and, and never, have, never have attempted to. But in my mind of you know, trying to determine how people think and what's important to them and what might motivate them to do something rather than it's just been so politicized and polarized – I wonder what would happen. I don't know the answer to this. This is an honest question. I wonder what would happen if we could Google uh, and find uh, uh, articles, news reports on mRNA vaccines that were published in 2019. So right before the pandemic? Yeah, if you could, because DARPA has been working on mRNA, and if you don't know what DARPA is, look up DARPA and the important work they do. A lot of our discoveries that we have every day are as a result of DARPA research. So if you do a study on DARPA, then try to do do some research on articles that would talk about mRNA vaccines in 2019 before the polarization and the political aspects of this got added and then see if you might feel a little bit differently if you had to make this decision in 2019. And it it may not clear things up for you, but for me, any attempt to remove the political angles of this would be helpful, I would think, if it were me in that situation. I agree. Uh, so, But I don't know. And maybe you won't find any, but... I, the internet's a big place, and so is Google. There have to be there has to be research out there somewhere. More Kentucky school districts are extending mask requirements. We've kind of given you the update on this the last couple of days. First, I think two days ago we told you it was fifty something. Then yesterday it was ninety something. As of yesterday afternoon, one hundred thirty of the state's one hundred seventy one public school districts had opted to continue requiring masks in schools according to the Kentucky School Boards it's one, Association. It's 136 as of this morning. 136 so now? Yeah, yeah, there's only three school districts that have decided not to. 
Uh, okay, yeah. So that's what Gallatin County, Bergen County, or the Gallatin County mm-hmm. Bergen Schools, which is what in Mercer County. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then Science Hill, which is in Pulaski schools, County. It's was it's just south of Somerset. Interesting. Okay. Well, it will be. Um, I guess it will be interesting to interesting to see. Well, yeah. While you've got that, Hart County hasn't decided, but they're going to have to, right? Because they're out of time based mm-hmm. upon what the legislature said. And then you've got Allen and Simpson that haven't decided, and you've got Muhlenberg that hasn't decided yet. So maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll figure it out today. Speaking of Hart County, over in Caverna, an award-winning teacher at Caverna High School has died of complications from COVID nineteen. We've been hearing a couple of deaths from Lee County and some students, a student in Shelby County, uh, which had uh, passed recently. But thirty-six-year-old Amanda Nutt, who was a math teacher, passed away yesterday. She was. The Hart County Teacher of the Year in 2020 for the 19 and 20 school years. She also received an Excellence in Teaching Award from Campbellsville in uh, Campbellsville University in 2021. So it's you know, regre- regretful so sad. and sad. And our prayers with the uh, Caverna School District and in particular the students there at Caverna, uh, students and staff and the entire Caverna High School family. A Kentucky Welcome Center has temporarily closed for sanitation and staffing shortages due to COVID-19. The Welcome Center along Interstate 65 on the Kentucky-Tennessee line closed on Tuesday and is expected to remain closed until next week. The truck parking is still available, but basically if you go to Nashville and you need to come back, either stop in Franklin, or be prepared to stop in Franklin, or wait until you get to Bowling Green, but just small ways that we're being impacted, uh, labor shortages and cleanliness and uh, COVID-related issues are saying, okay, well, we got to close welcome centers, at least for a a temporary period of time. Not that big of a deal, but worth, uh, it's making it hard, right? The Delta variant making it hard on people. The entire pandemic. You you never know when you need one of those rest areas. Right. right. When you need one, you need one. And I'm pretty sure we've used that one a couple times. A fugitive of 30 years surrenders because pandemic life stinks. Except for a mention on Australia's Most Wanted, a uh, which was uh, might have spotted this guy in Nora, which is south of Sydney. This guy named Desic, Darko Desic, served three and a half year sentence for growing marijuana when he escaped from jail, and he was on the run for twenty nine years. He was working as a builder. He was he was building homes. He was able to earn a living, but he was able to remain at large. I don't know if they even got to the point where they stopped looking at him. But when the pandemic shut everything down, he lost his home because he lost his his job building. He had to start sleeping in a park. Getting meals was a problem. This is in Australia. This is not in the United States. To the point that he decided that living free wasn't worth it. So he turned himself in just to be able to go to jail to have a roof over his head. Wow. Can you imagine making that decision? Wow. I mean, hard out here for a pimp. (laughs) You got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Oh, 
pumpkin spice I'm done with you They overprice the things you do You make weird products every day But pumpkin toothpaste ain't okay Pumpkin, you and me Had something that's real I knew It's pumpkin spice season Yeehaw yeah, I'm, I'm finished with pumpkin spice as well. Uh, today is Collect Rocks Day. It's Independence Day in Mexico. And it is, it's weird. People don't celebrate Mexican Independence Day with the same passion as Cinco de Mayo. Um, so, odd. It's also Guacamole Day today. I'm a fan. It's not coincidental that it happens to fall on Independence Day in Mexico. Uh, avocados are a fruit, not a vegetable, by the way, in case uh, you didn't know that. Because yeah, the seed's on the inside. Isn't that what it is or something? Yep. Avocados are, uh, they mature on the tree, but only ripen when they are picked. I don't know if I've seen, uh, what color is an unripe, a not ripe? Right. Doesn't so, it get darker as it gets riper? I would presume. Absolutely. Yeah. So in our bowl at home, they're yeah. darker because yeah. they're ripe. Uh-huh. So they're much lighter. Before but they they're still like a green on the tree? Yeah. They're still green like color? a lighter, much lighter. Okay. Uh, although the plant dates as far back as 5000 B.C. prior to 1915, it was commonly referred to in California as a huacate. And in Florida, they called it an alligator pear. Hmm. That makes sense. Yep. And it is also National Play-Doh Day oh. today. I'm looking, it looks like the color of a lime on a tree. It yeah. does. So, yeah, yeah okay. It's really green. That, and then it... In and fact, it, it literally of, looks like a lime. It's like closer to the inside. Yep, that's of, right. Well, you got it. Yeah. It uh, kind of looks like a hand grenade. <laughs> a hand grenade that's <laughs> colored like a lime. <laughs> that's absolutely that's absolutely right. Uh, I did find some the week in uh, funny tweets. I, I don't know. I think that some of them are humorous. Okay. Fine. I don't find any of these to be knee slappers, but... Uh, at Mama Jessie C says, I want my obituary to incl- include at least five emojis. Will, which, we, will which we see emojis? See, will we see emojis in obituaries? Oh, before long. Before long? Before long, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, we crossed over a little bit when we started letting nicknames. Oh, see, I haven't done. Have you, have you seen some people's oh, nicknames? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen some, yeah. You're not going to have MB in yours? No, Mark no. MB Buckles? No. I, 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 no, with, I'm in charge of that. I'm without a doubt. Beach. So, Beach not, not going to be in your own bed? <laughs> no, I, I, I want traditional. Me too. All right. I'll just, I'll take, I'll take traditional. But as someone who then was expected at some point in his career to read some of these nicknames, in reports, you can maybe find out why I'm more troubled by the broad range of nicknames that oh, I, people I, commonly yeah. go mm-hmm. by. It's just not very dignified, you know. It's I mean, like when you're whatever they want to be called by, right? Some, but you know, some people don't get to choose their nickname, though. Sometimes nicknames stick that other uh-huh. people chose, and so you don't. You see what I'm saying? Um, at Destry Broad said, Santa used to know when you were sleeping and when you were awake. Now it's your iPhone. 
This is true. It, right? it, it this does. is true. No. You okay? <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. Your phone ever pipe up? You all right? <laughs> Have you fallen and can't get up? Well, I know that the new Apple Watch update, if you fall, it will let you know, like, That's are you okay? Absolutely right. Yep, it sure well, will. And it tells you, like, that you need to take breaths as well, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it tells you, encourages yeah. you to breathe. That's uh, more of a... Um, that's a meditation. Yeah, that's more of a... Uh, it, it'll suggest and say a well, mo- moment of breathing will blah, 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 blah. And I love that it, when, uh, you know, there's an intense <laughs> moment of the UK or the Bengals game or something, it'll say, uh-huh. calm down, calm down, your heart rate's getting a little high. Huh. I think mine just stays at such a high level, it probably never <laughs> even knows the difference. Uh, at Adam the Great, uh, at Adam Great tweet said, Jack and Jill were the first people to pick a weird hill to die on. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> at I don't speak wine said this morning me is mad at last night me for forgetting to push start on the dishwasher again. Mm-hmm. Or the coffee, getting the coffee maker ready and yeah, all that. Yeah, there are yeah. those little humor. Mine is, you know, you know what this morning me gets mad at yesterday me for is sometimes I forget to bring this in <laughs> from the truck. Listen. So when he puts his flip flops on, I know that go, he has forgotten gotta, his mug. Go to the garage in the truck and get my truck, get my Tervis. No, <laughs> my Yeti. It's not even a Tervis. Sorry. While I've got it in my hand, let me take a little pop off this. <laughs> yeah, I know. When he puts his flip flops on, I know he has forgotten. Yeah, because I, I listen. I'm doing good in my life if I can remember to take it out of the building to get it to the truck. So I would true. be really mad. The rare occasion then that I go to the truck and it's not there because it's here, well, that's really bad day. Well, I know that if I ever bring my lunch from home, like a Tupperware or something, I have to immediately, when I'm done eating, I have to put it in the car <laughs> or it will stay in. Or it won't find yes. its way back home. Yeah. Uh, at Big Papa says, kettle corn tastes like someone really hates you but got you popcorn anyway. I, I like kettle corn. I don't know that I like kettle corn. I don't mind kettle corn. Mm-hmm. My parents would always get it at the antique fair that happens in Northern Kentucky. Yeah. They would always get it there. There was a person that would make it right there in front of you, and it'd be fresh. And all right, you know, my the... dad would sit there and eat the entire bag. All right, the popcorn tin with the divider into mm-hmm. threes. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. which is the last to be eaten? This will settle this once and for all. Caramel. Yeah, for me, and I think that's the kettle kettle cornish. The yeah. kettle corn has the sweet so, in it, and I don't like that. What are the so your regular popcorn? Got your regular, you got your cheddar. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah. going for the cheddar. Well, I know that's, but which one? And so you say the car, the caramel well, is you, last. What you yes. got to do is you got to just kind of go one at a time. No, thank you. No. That's Mm-mm. why they put the divider in there. Uh, if if cheddar, that's the way normal, God intended popcorn, caramel. Sam, then the divider wouldn't have been created. <laughs> it wouldn't have well, been no, invented. You don't, you don't mix them. You, you don't. You take a little handful there, uh-huh. and then you take a little handful. Okay. You go one at a time. Yeah. That sounds like no, I'm not a huge sweet and salty. That's jelly, not my... jelly beans together for a Thanksgiving meal, you know, because they're oh, yeah, no. flavored like mm-hmm. different things. No, thank you. I don't want to. And I'm I'm actually unsure, speaking of what foods go with what, I'm not so sure that I can endorse or sign off on Baskin-Robbins move here because it's it's still warm enough, obviously, in September to be ice cream season but then Baskin Robbins is kind of now masquerading that their September flavor of the month is apple pie. Inside at, out apple pie to be particular, to that be looks, specific about it. That looks it. really good, though. 
Well, I'm conflicted. I See, you know how I am about things staying in their lane. Like when I go to Baskin-Robbins, I want, is this, did they substitute? Do they now have 32 flavors? Is this an addition or is this a substitution? This well, is where I have problems. Well, my mother used to work at Baskin-Robbins growing up. So if she's watching, she might be able to let us know if, if, if when they brought in their flavor of the month, replace one or if they just in their flavors, there was a rotating flavor of the month. I don't really know how that works. To be clear, I would have a tiny pink spoon of this. Me too. But I've got some concerns that I'm going to need to have settled or at least worked through before I can make a choice to make a selection of this in a see, cup or a cone. See, we'd never, we'd never go to Baskin-Robbins growing up. Oh, because your mom, she knows what's behind the curtain? Well, no, no, it was more just in Cincinnati, you got to go to Graders. Oh, okay, I got you. I, I, or, I yeah, just, just, but if you're going to put 31 on your sign. I feel at some level that you might be flavoring yourself into a corner, which I need you to be, I need you to have 31. I don't need you to have more than 31. I don't need you to have less than 31. So if you bring one, like inside that apple pie, who's getting dropped to maintain the third? It's like the 53-man roster in the NFL. You got it. They might have 50-something flavors that go to training camp in the summer, but only 31 of you are going to make the Baskin-Robbins roster. Is that fair <laughs> enough? Yeah, I mean, but you'd think that, I mean, this flavor sounds good, though. I would try it. Because you put, you put vanilla but, ice cream on top of your apple pie. And I don't know about the number or whatever, but I do know that when I was a lot younger, I always liked the Superman flavor. Mm-hmm. And at some point, that one was gone. So maybe that was like part of a rotation. Oh, so they fire flavors is what we're learning. I, I mean, okay, I don't so know. I mean, which flavor we going? Which flavor gets dropped then? Which well, flavor is going to fall on hard times to make way for inside out apple pie? My favorite always was. There's a gas station also in the Cincinnati area that does ice cream. Blue Moo Cookie Dough was the best one that <laughs> for all the kids would eat. Interesting. Yeah, it was. I had it recently on well, the past couple of years, and it was really sweet. I don't know really what I was, what I was eating. But. Did you all hear the <laughs> discussion this morning? Uh, Rick and Bubba and the guys were talking about the flat Earth conspiracy. Like, just how how is it that someone can truly believe the Earth is flat? And mm-hmm. we're talking about even the photography we're getting back from the Space X Dragon. And so uh, it was very entertaining, by the way, just kind of hearing their, their, of their take yeah. on that. And, and it's if the earth were flat, somebody would have our ability to travel is pretty limitless. Somebody you know, would have fallen go, off by now. Someone would have gotten to the end. Yeah. And like looked over and said, oh, I just happened to have my iPhone right here at the edge of the earth. And so it was entertaining. But. I also learned this morning of a conspiracy theory that I have never heard about until today that the Titanic didn't sink. Oh, you've never heard that? I've never heard really? that the Titanic, oh, yeah. apparently, as part of a conspiracy theory, didn't sink. Uh, everyone seems to agree that a ship really did sink in the icy waters of the North Atlantic on April 15, 1912, and that about 1,500 passengers aboard that ship died. But the conspiracy says the Titanic wasn't the ship that sailed. Rather, the White Star Line swapped ships from the voyage from Southampton to New York, and the ship billed as the top-of-the-line Titanic 
was actually an older ship, the Olympic. So I've, I've never heard that. I have a friend who is big into that Titanic, so I'd always message him and say, you know, it didn't happen, right? Not because I really read into any of it, but more just to get under the skin, because that's the kind of person I am. Sure. But, so yes, I did know that, that, that there is a conspiracy that says, just like that there's a conspiracy that says that birds aren't real. <laughs> okay. All go down right. the go down the rabbit hole if you're bored one day. No, okay, the next time I'm bored, they're government robots. All right. Um, if we found out that the Titanic, right? So if that conspiracy theory were true, what what would they do down in Pigeon Forge? Like they they would they would really be in in a spot <laughs> at Pigeon Forge. Well, they'll just, their they'll just turn it into a Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just go out and strike through Titanic and write Olympic under it. There you go. Chalk. Is All that right. one still open? Yeah. They just had an accident there a couple months ago. Where yeah, it's still open. Somebody well, got hurt or something. So is it the one in Panama City that yeah, it's, is no longer? It's uh, something different? Yeah, it's, maybe? They, they've rebranded okay. the one in uh, in Panama City Beach there, Front Beach Road, 98, uh, Thomas Drive, that big intersection. But, um, yeah, that's how you know it's noon in Pigeon Forge because they, every day, <laughs> they sound the horn. When, uh, when they open. A uh, Texas attorney has arrest, been arrested after a beach stroll dressed as a Halloween slasher. A Halloween-enthused attorney was arrested after he took a stroll down a Texas beach dressed as slasher movie villain Michael Myers, complete with a fake blood-covered knife. He's an attorney named Mark Metzger, and he turned to cosplay humor dressed as the silent Halloween killer from Hurricane Nicholas shut down courts for the day on Monday. He didn't have to go to work, so he didn't have anything else to do, so he went out and... Um, Why are we... Wow. On Halloween, that's the only day of the year you can do this. There needs to be limits, right? We really yes. got to narrow this down. Some of you have let Halloween escape. <laughs> It, it it got out of its guardrail somehow, and so we, we need still to got get, a month and a half. We, you need to get it back in its boundaries and kind of get that honed in a little bit, best we can. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. I'm more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. No pay, 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 no pay. Yes, sir! Did you know the um, both optimists and pessimists brace for the worst when awaiting potential bad news? So it doesn't matter whether you're an optimist or you're a pessimist. If you're awaiting potential bad news, your mind goes to the worst. So we can all agree on that when makes sense when faced uh, faced with it. So. <laughs> Uh, the 2021 TCA Awards were held. What? I, I, I never heard of these. Yeah, nor had I. Okay. Uh, I wonder if they're the Television Canada Awards or... Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, no. Television Critics Association. So hmm. I just discovered that's what they were. And it's for critics and journalists across the U.S. and Canada. But Ted Lasso is uh, cleaning up. Program of the year, 
uh, also won uh, several other things. And the reason that I mention it, it's the Outstanding New Program, Outstanding Achievement in Comedy, Program of the Year, uh, and some others. With the Emmys coming up this weekend, then it's kind of setting the stage that Ted Lasso may do very well. Now, I know, Sam, you've not seen it yet, no. and you, ma'am, are uh, I'm not caught a few up. episodes behind. Yes. I think I'm a couple episodes ahead of you. I got to tell you, and uh, by the way, also it was in the news this week, the cast of Ted Lasso getting big raises because of the success. So that means big raises mean they're going to do additional seasons. I would I would offer that around episode six or around episode seven, something like that, I would have thought, well, this is going to be a nice little, this is a cute show. Ted Lasso as a character is funny. Love the writing. There are hidden morsels in there that you almost have to rewind to catch because the one-liners come so fast and the way they tie references together. Like yesterday, there was a tweet where uh, the Richmond Football Club was standing at Wembley Stadium. And the tweet was Ted Lasso saying this, I like my football stadiums like I like my 90s Matthew McConaughey's. Topl- uh, t- uh, topless optional. right? So Wembley Stadium's got a roof that retracts. Mm, okay. And making a reference to during all of the 1990s, Matthew McConaughey didn't have his shirt on. Mm-hmm. Small things like that that are, you don't necessarily, you go, oh, all right, well, I hadn't considered that. So I thought it was probably a 12-episode sitcom, you know, 12-episode limited series, and then they'd go on to do something else. But the where they've been able to take the characters in the second season, they're getting into some, it's still extremely humorous and the writing is great. But they have evolved the Ted Lasso character into something that I would have never imagined in the beginning that gets deeper into, he seemed like in the, in the first few episodes, nothing but optimism at all the time. And now they're getting into some of the areas where, you know, even Ted Lasso struggles. And then last night, or this week's episode, the episode that went up on Friday was, um, there was a big plot turn in that. And so as they get to the end of the second season. So I just, if you've not seen it, it's, um, the language is a little tough. You know, if you, <clears throat> it's got a lot of profanity because it's a professional sports team. They got one character in particular that, you know, has a, has a really bad potty mouth. But anyway, I expect it to do well. I expect the Queen's Gambit to do well at the Emmys on, uh, on Sunday as well. If you want to watch the Emmys, it'll be hosted by Cedric the Entertainer. It'll be on Sunday at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time. Going to be held in L.A. You know, they did some type of virtual thing that Jimmy Kimmel hosted last year. They'll air on CBS and then Fubu, uh, Fubo TV, Hulu Plus, Paramount Plus, and YouTube TV. So, anyway, I'm also rooting for The Mandalorian. I hope The Mandalorian gets the star treatment on Sunday. Yeah, I got I got nothing for you there. Sam, you're too young for the movie to know the movie Twins, yes? Correct. Yeah, I had I had no idea. All right. So great eighties movie starring the I the premise is that Arnold Schwarzenegger at six foot five or six and Danny DeVito at five foot eight, seven, oh, no. five. I think he's like four ten. All right. I so think he's whatever. really that short, yeah. Are twins. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it was a really funny 80s movie. The premise was funny. And the one line I remember from Twins is Arnold Schwarzenegger turns when they get excited about something and he turns to Danny DeVito and he sticks his hands out like he wants to give him a low five and he says, hit him, hit him, hit him. That's all he does. So he's like, okay, give me, give me 10 in this case. It's the only line I remember. But I know the movie is funny. Well, not to be outdone with the other reboots and remakes, there's a new premise being launched that a uh, sequel to Triplets is in the uh, secret to tw- uh, <laughs> a sequel to <laughs> Twins is in the works called Triplets. So, what would be more preposterous than Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito being twins would be to add Tracy Morgan <laughs> as a triplet. Wow. So you get Arnold Schwarzenegger and yeah, you get Danny DeVito and you get Tracy Morgan and the apparently the premise is There were three children born at birth, and then Tracy Morgan was separated, and they didn't know anything about it, and they get reunited, and they go, and then the the story ensues from there. Hmm. I think that's super funny. I mean, Tracy Morgan's funny. Yes. He's he's a different kind of humor. It's a different, yeah, it's a different kind of Uh, funny, but. He's good, though. He's (laughs) He's funny in 30 Rock. (laughs) He is funny in 30 Rock. But, so, uh, there are some of these that I hear and I go, no, I don't know. I don't like this reboot. I don't want him to do that. But that's one that I go, yeah, I'll, I'd be interested in seeing that. So, it'll be all right. We're going to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Notice how your childhood is the shortest period of your life, but it has the longest memories of your life. Notice how you can forget something that happened when you were 32 or 36 or 48 or whatever, but the memories you gain from the shortest period of your life are with you the longest. And I believe that to be true. I guess I can't really answer that yet. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, if you cut yours up, though, I mean, so. Uh, I mean, because my childhood, theoretically, I mean, when does childhood end? A uh, year after next. Um, okay, so <laughs> so when I turn twenty-five. <laughs> but when you think, like when 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 you think, when you look back on the events of your life, are mm-hmm. you more likely to be taken to things that happened at age eight or at age eighteen? I hadn't really thought about it, but I guess you're right. Okay, now you have yeah, home, you now you have, have homework to, to ponder. Yeah. I also think that that you some of that is <laughs> borne out in the movie Inside Out. See, it, I haven't uh, seen that yet. It, it is. It is. It's even a really good adult watch. Like it really I understand is. that you might think I'm going to watch this Disney movie, and I don't have any kids, or I don't know any kids, or whatever. It is. It is worth the watch because what it says about. Uh, memory banks and emotional well-being and all those things, it is laid out perfectly yeah. in It's animation. solid. Yeah, it is. Well, and what I find is kids watch Inside Out f- just for the entertainment value, and they mm-hmm. see characters that are funny, and they have funny lines, and Bing Bong the Clown, and all that stuff. But adults watch it and they go, 
that's exactly how the mind works. This is exactly my psyche, right? This is how I feel emotionally about things. So I think it's it's actually a, a marvelous work. On television tonight, Big Brother, two hour. <laughs> we got to get through last night's I'm one hour tired. first. <laughs> we got to get through last night's one hour to get through tonight's two hours. But also the Giants at the Washington football team on Thursday Night Football tonight. Sam, who you got? Wow. What an exciting game. Uh, give me the football team. Okay. It's in. It's at the football team? Yes, it's at the football team. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, not, not, not yeah, playing. Yeah, I, I got to be careful because, you know, Chase Blaine might get upset if I don't pick the football team. He's okay. a big football team fan. All right. I, I just kind of like it because we're calling them the football team. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, if in some lineups where you see it, where they just got where they have team nickname like the Ravens at yeah, it just says team. it just says Giants at football team mm-hmm. it doesn't even say Washington it just says football team so I I think I'm gonna do that just for fun I don't I don't really like the football team that one but because we're calling them the football team and I have no real allegiance to the Eli Mannings who's even their quarterback Daniel now? Jones. Okay, so Saquon Barkley's are running back. I'm still. Are there any Kentucky Wildcats on the Giants roster? There is on the football team. Not yeah. on the Giants, though. Okay, good. Not, not that I think about. Jamin Davis is on the football team. Uh, then I'm absolutely taking football team. I don't think there are any on the Giants. Today's highlight of history: This date in 1974, President Ford announced a conditional amnesty program for Vietnam War deserters and draft evaders. In 1630, Massachusetts village of Shawmut. S-H-A-W-M-U-T, changed its name to Boston. I'm just going to call it Shawmut from now on. <laughs> I think they made the right call. If I had known this fact, I would have been calling it Shawmut all along. Oh, he can't stay in Boston. The Shawmut Red Sox or the Shawmut Celtics. I'm telling you, only good thing to come out of Shawmut is Aerosmith. In 1908, General Motors was founded in maybe Paul Revere. In 1908, General Motors was founded in Flint, Michigan by William C. Durant. If Paula Revere hadn't been there, somebody else would have done it. We would just know somebody else's name. I think we can figure out. What about Baked Bean? Austin Baked Bean? His or her midnight ride. I'm telling you, they just became famous for it. Some They didn't invent the baked bean. What about? Somebody else would have figured out the butt. <laughs> somebody else would have stumbled upon to the cream pie. We don't need Shawmut for that. Now, what, what do you all, you always would make really good food though when the Patriots would make the Super Bowl though, right? Sure. So don't they oh, get credit he does. for that? Does I, I clam think, chowder? But that's New England, Sam. <laughs> Where is Boston? Shawmut. You mean Shawmut? Shawmut is in New England, but it's well, see, not all of New England. Like I can at least come from my end and say that there really is nothing good that's come out of the city of Pittsburgh. <laughs> what? Uh, I guess Coach Cal. That's it. Where are the Patriots actually? Oh, Foxborough. Foxborough yeah, yeah, so see, Foxborough is way better than Shawmut. It's, it's a suburb, right? Foxborough, a I think suburb so. Yeah, I think, I think it's a yeah. decent amount further than what might be classified as a suburb. Is it kind of like what Green Bay is to Milwaukee? I think I don't know if it's quite that far, but I think it is at least gotcha. a, a decent trip. But I could be making that up. I've only been to Boston once and don't intend to go back. Twenty fourteen, unless Aerosmith invites me back. Birthdays today. A lot of birthdays to pass along. Ed Begley Jr. is 72. Mickey Rourke is 69. Mark McEwen is 67. David Copperfield is 65. Jennifer Tilly is 63. Tim Raines is 62. Richard Marks is 58. 
Molly Shannon is 57. Amy Poehler is 50. Uh, Tamron Hall, I skipped her. She's 51 today. Flo Rida is 42. Nick Jonas is 29 today. They're 30 miles apart. 30 miles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in you know that part of the world. Yeah, it's, it, it would take us 50 minutes to drive there right now. All grown together. Jake. It would take us 50 minutes from here or yeah. from one, from Shawmut to Foxborough. From Shawmut to Foxborough. J.C. Yeah. Penney, Jean-Claude Penney was born this date in 1875. Alan Funt in 1914, B.B. King in 1925. Peter Falk, who played Columbo, was born this date in 1927. One of my great all's favorites. Chart toppers. Peter, uh, Peter Falk? Yeah, Columbo. She liked Columbo. Yeah. 1959. Lloyd Price was number one. I'm gonna get married. I think it's what Taylor Buckles is singing today. About 48 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks for the update. Mm-hmm. Closing in. <laughs> All right, 1968. The 1910 Fruit Gum Company with one, two, three red light. You ever play one, two, three, red light? Isn't that a kid's game? I know red light, green light. Oh, yeah, that's it. Red light, green light. Yeah. I guess I didn't know the other one. We could make a game out of it, probably. I didn't know if they played that in Caneville or something. <laughs> I know said, the Chinese we, When we got tired of Red Rover, well, we played one, two, three, red light. Because there was only one red light, oh, so we knew say, which is one there we were red talking light about. In, in Caneville? Just one. Just one. But it has four sides like everybody else's. <laughs> Read it, Coolidge. Higher and higher, number one in 77. <laughs> this takes me back to my Evansville days. Like, oh, an up-tempo song for a change. That's great. Hey, 108 beats per minute. That's a nice change of pace from Berlin. Take my breath away. <laughs> from the Top Gun soundtrack, number one in 1986. It's got the Top Gun connection. You gotta love it somewhat, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I like this song actually. Yeah, this is uh, oh, Maverick and Charlie. Oh. Do you have a countdown on your phone for when the new one comes out? I have uh, failed to do that. I guess I could just tell S I R I to alert me when it opens. Or A L E X A. Yeah, good. I love this one. Seal, Kiss from a Rose, number one in 1995. Like you don't like this song? No. Really? There's the I one love, line at the end where he goes, baby. I loved it. Uh, there's a one of the old American Idol scenes when Jack Black was singing that, and Seal came out of the stands to sing it with him. Mm-hmm. I don't like that song at all. Jack Black? Yeah. Was Jack on American Black, Idol? Jack Black could sing. It was during the finale. Oh, okay. Because Jack Black can actually sing. Yeah. I mean, not great, but he can... Well, I mean, School of Rock. Yeah. He was doing yeah. a lot of his own work in School of Rock, yeah. Maroon 5, She Will Be Loved, was number one, seven years ago today. Uh, no, 17 years ago today. <laughs> like was like, wait a minute. <laughs> a little older than that, but... <laughs> I glanced at that. Adam, 20, Adam Levine looks very young in this 2014 instead of 2004. All right, and Miley Cyrus, We Can't Stop, was number one eight years ago today. Does that sound about right? Yeah. All right, got that one right. All right, NBC Perlow Wisdom for today. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. 
We cannot solve our problems using the same thinking we used when we created them. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.